There's a timeline here. It goes from eternity past to eternity future. The first aspect of it is that we, God's divine plan before the creation, is that all who are in Christ will be holy and blameless in his sight. That's what God determined. That was what he chose. He said, I'm going to create a family and all of them will be holy and blameless in my sight. And then time comes along and then you're born. You see, your mom had you. You were just a concept in the parent's mind. And you were born physically. We were all born physically. And we had that physical birth, but we were all created in the image of Almighty God. And we all were endowed with a conscience. Romans 2 and many other passages like it talk about how we have a moral code written on our heart. We understand right from wrong. This is God's grace to us that he gives us these things. And then through life, as we walk this road called life, many things happen. First of all, the Holy Spirit, God, Jesus says this, that the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. The Holy Spirit convicted your heart. The Holy Spirit came to you and said, you are not living in a way that pleases God. You need something other than your own works. You need something other than your own effort. The Holy Spirit works. God also uses the word of God. The gospel presentation, it's called the gospel call. All of us, when we meet with a friend, we should talk to them about the good news, the gospel. And then God uses life circumstances. How many of us have gotten to the end of our rope? To the end of our rope. I recently just heard a testimony about someone who said, I know that my life was not accounting for anything. I knew that there was more. There was something else. Solomon said, God has set eternity in the hearts of men. And so we want something else. And so God uses all of that to draw us into his family. And then there's a moment. There's a moment of conversion. There's a moment when you repent of your sin and you believe. You believe that Jesus is who he said he was. You believe the gospel. You believe that he himself was born of a virgin woman, that he lived a sinless life, that he preached the kingdom of God, that he was crucified, and on the third day he was raised, and that he ascended 40 days later. He is now at the right hand of God, and guess what? He is coming again to gather you back to him. That's the promise of John 14. All of us are looking forward to that day when we will, as, as the choir sang this morning, we're, we're going to no longer thirst, we're going to no longer be hungry. Why? Because we will be at the wedding supper of the Lamb. That is the power of the gospel. And so this conversion, this repentance and faith, believing in Jesus Christ, then what happens? When you come to the cross, several things happen for you. The first is that you are immediately regenerated. You're regenerated by the Holy Spirit. And he indwells you. He comes to live inside of you. He becomes your guide. He becomes your comforter. He becomes your convictor. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. He is, a, as it says in verse 14, a deposit guaranteeing your inheritance. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He also gifts you. 
He's also the one who wrote the word, which is why when you read the word, the Holy Spirit in you is bearing testimony to the truth of this word. You see? And the Holy Spirit comes in and lives with you. You are also justified. You're declared not guilty. And then thirdly, you are adopted spiritually into the family of God. All those things happen at the moment you were converted, at the moment you received Jesus Christ. You're now his. He's got you in the palm of his hand. Nothing could take that away from you. And so then, you are predestined. This is where predestination begins, at the moment of conversion. You're predestined for what three things? You're predestined to be adopted as sons and daughters. You are predestined to receive an inheritance. And you are predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ. That's when predestination begins. It doesn't begin at the foundation of the world. It begins at the moment of conversion. This squares with the rest of Scripture. And that predestination is what Paul's talking about. That's why he's saying, this is good news, folks. The spiritual blessings we have in Christ is great news. There's something in store for you and me. We wait eagerly for it, he says. And then, of course, we then, for the rest of our earthly life, we live in Christ. Do we cease to sin? No. We still fall, we still stumble, we still struggle, we still have sin in our lives, we still have disease and sickness and even death. But in the process of walking our life, God is molding us, shaping us, sanctifying us, setting us apart for his work to be the chosen people of God to bring the good news to the world, to be a light to the world to sanctify us. And of course, then we are, we, we pre, we're preserved, the eternal security of the believer. We're all saved by God's grace. He's not going to take that away from you. If you're genuine, if you genuinely trusted Christ, you're his. And what he wants for you is to live the full and abundant life in him. And then, of course, you die, all of us. Just as we were physically born, we will physically die. And here's the truth of it. None of us knows when. None of us knows when we will die. But those who are in Christ, at the moment that you die, your spirit goes to God. Paul said, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so that's the promise. Our spirit will go to heaven. But there's coming a day when Jesus will come again. And when he comes again, then all of those who are in Christ will be glorified. We will be like Christ. We will have this new body. First Corinthians chapter 15 tells us the imperishable will give way. I mean, the perishable will give way to the imperishable. The mortal will give away to the immortal. Your body will be transformed. In the twinkling of an eye, and it will rise to meet your spirit in the air, and then you will ever be with the Lord. This is the truth of the gospel. Salvation is a process that begins in God's mind and his divine plan from the foundation of the world that every single person in his family will be holy and blameless. I am convinced and I am persuaded that this is the rendering of verses 1 through 10, these four spiritual blessings we have in Jesus Christ. 
today, today, go home. Think about it. Reread it. And praise God for the spiritual blessings we have in the heavenly places in Jesus Christ.